Welcome to episode 288 of Destination Linux, a Tux digital podcast. Whether you're brand new to open source or a guru of sudo, this is the podcast for you. My name is Michael. I'm Jill. And I'm Ryan. And on this week's episode, we're going to be having some fun in the terminal with some bizarre fun and just plain amusing terminal commands that we found. Plus, some of them are just a little bit silly and don't have much value, but other things are functional and practical, so you're definitely going to want to check this out. Then we'll be discussing Linux Mint's latest beta release. Plus, we have our tips, tricks, software picks, all this and so much more coming up right now on Destination Linux. So this week in our community feedback, we actually have some feedback coming from our discourse forums. If you want to send in your own feedback, you can go to tuxdigital.com slash contact to get in touch or join the Tux Digital community forum by going to tuxdigital.com and clicking on the forum link at the top of the page. So Strit reached out to the community in our discourse forum saying, hey all, not many in the Linux community know this, but I am a huge RPG nerd. At least I was some time ago. I just recently got my flame rekindled by the Critical Role show on Twitch and started my own RPG group again, which I am the dungeon master for. We started with the system I know, which is D&D 3rd edition based World of Warcraft, the role playing game, but some in my group find it hard to learn. So I decided switching the system to D&D 5th edition, which is way easier to play. It also makes it possible to use online tools like dndbeyond.com to manage characters and campaigns. Are any of you guys also RPGers, maybe even DMs, GMs? I'm interested in knowing if you play locally or online. So the reason why I wanted to bring this feedback in is there is a long-standing group of our community that loves D&D to the point where there was a separate D&D chat room where people were getting ready to kind of set up some D&D campaigns. And I've never played the official D&D. And I don't think Many of you, Michael, have you played the official D&D? Of course I've, no, I've not. I've, I've never played D&D <laughs> ever. I'm not official or any otherwise. I've never played a D&D game. Not because um, I have anything against doing so. I just never had the opportunity to do it. So I never did. And I would absolutely want to do this. And I think that it would be really fun if we created a sort of campaign where all three of us do it and maybe we get some other people from the network to help to join us and have a D game that we record and create like a mini series kind of like the critical role show that they mentioned in the community feedback except also uh, definitely worse that's that's what i was thinking definitely worse because <laughs> they mentioned this start playing dot game site which looked really cool because you can hire a dungeon master and then imagine all three of us. I think Jill, you have some experience playing D and D, right? Yeah, I've I've actually been a part about of about twenty different D and D campaigns, oh, honestly, since little. since just the nineteen seventies. Yeah, <laughs> and I've done LARPing like Michael. I've, so, I've done that technically twice ever. Yeah. What, the first I, time I did it, I didn't realize I was doing it until it started. I know that's so, so that's funny. Like a little bit that's, interesting. That's so funny, and I've actually played a lot of a lot of other RGB games. I've even got, even gone to uh, game conventions <laughs> and played board games there. Yeah, and I've done them both in real life and on Twitch on Twitch with Roll Twenty, and that worked out really nicely. Nice. I've played a couple now, Michael. I was wondering when you were LARPing, were you <laughs> one of our patrons just cracked me up and said that you were became a raptor. Yeah, um, which is even that. funnier because there's an too. episode where yes. um, Michael wanted to be a raptor. 
<laughs> look, how, look how good he is. Uh, you guys got to watch the video version of Destination Links if you just listen to the podcast because Michael's Raptor impersonation. I think it's spot very good. Off the I'm, chain. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. Good job, Michael. <laughs> uh, I was actually wondering if you ever LARPed as a dwarf because that would be hilarious. No. no. <laughs> a dwarf. Being I, I how can't, tall I you can't are. squat that much. I can't. Okay. Not. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> so I you have the beard for it, just not the height. <laughs> there you go. And then I can toss Michael, which would be fun. There we go. Yeah. Um, what? This, <laughs> they do that in Lord of the Rings. Remember, he tosses yes. him across the bridge. The, oh, okay. Michael doesn't know yeah. that because he I hasn't seen that movie. The Lord oh of the Rings. my gosh! Remember? You are so lame. Oh, I've man. not played D I've not played Lord of the Rings or watched Harry <laughs> Potter. Or like, there's a lot of stuff that I need to fix and you know make <laughs> some <laughs> make some mini series about. <laughs> but you prioritize Shazam. Instead of watching one of the greatest films no, of no, all no, time. No, 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 no. Kazam. How dare you? Kazam. This is <laughs> a classic. They're, they're both it's, equally stupid. Kazam is a classic. I mean, what are you talking about? So uh, I, I think we should get together and do a D&D session as well. Maybe someone from the community wants to. I'd love to record it because it would just be ridiculous fun to put out there on the network. And so if you are interested and have a lot of skills and dungeon master and don't not afraid to be on video doing it uh reach out to us and let us know because i would like to play i've played other games that aren't DD, but i've never played the actual DD. so i've made yeah. i've played like custom art games like that and those things um so i think it would just be an absolute blast and maybe we can get this going for our community because i know there's a lot of you out there probably a little bit influenced from stranger things because i've noticed ever since stranger things show release D&D's uh, everywhere again because yes. that's a big core of that show um, starting out so anyways hopefully we can get that kicked off and it'll be a lot of fun do something I've also never community. seen that show that's pathetic <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to play some D&D so if anybody out there in the community like Ryan said please get in touch with us because we would absolutely do that uh, we uh, are super excited to do it so go to tuxdigital.com slash contact to get in touch you know Michael one of our adventures may even take place in the ocean the Digital Ocean, that's right, Ryan. <laughs> this episode of Destination Linux is brought to you by Digital Ocean. Get started by going to do.co slash tux2022. Digital Ocean is an awesome cloud platform. They make it easy to do all sorts of setups. You have the marketplace where you can get one-click installs of setting up droplets. It's just so awesome. Plus, they make it really easy and affordable to have your cloud infrastructure. Plus, they also handle things on their end, so you don't have to worry about you know dealing with the setup process. It doesn't even matter what your uh, size of your team is. If you have a team of one person or a team of a 1,000 people, DigitalOcean can handle all of this. Plus, they have predictable pricing, robust product docs, and services that developers love. That is DigitalOcean. So go to do.co slash tux2022 to get started for free. In fact, it's better than free because DigitalOcean is going to give you a $100 free credit when you go to do.co slash tux2022. That's do.co slash tux2022. And I want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of Destination Linux. So last week, we talked about how to deck out your terminal. Well, mostly I talked about it because apparently Jill and Michael don't do much customization. Not that I'm, <laughs> not that I'm holding a grudge. I hopefully. customized a little bit. I added a blur. You know, there's something. Yeah. After that episode. <laughs> yes, after the episode, yes. <laughs> well, we were doing it to make sure everyone could look like an elite hacker, even if you have a little bit of fear in the terminal or you're brand new to that. And this week, we're going to have some fun, though. 
We're going to take away that fear by having some fun in the terminal. We're going to go through some goofy, fun, exciting, and sometimes oh, yeah. pointless things you can do with your terminal. And I think we have to start out with something pointless. <laughs> but maybe there is a point to it. In fact, that's the challenge. Yeah. Can you find a point to Kause, which is the first one that we're going to talk about here. This draws little animals using ASCII art in the terminal or shell and puts a speech bubble with their text above them. It's cute, fun, but is it pointless? Is there something you could use this for that's important here? That's an interesting question. However, I would like to point out that on the GitHub page, it says, as a screenshot of showing you what it does, it says, seriously, dude, why? Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, yes. I don't it even lifts, know if they know there's a reason. <laughs> it lifts your spirits. And I, I like, you don't have to just use a cow. You can use Tux the Penguin, which I use a lot, of course, or a dragon, or a dragon and a cow. Mm. <laughs> you can the, have them both. ASCII art, yes. Yeah. You could have a little whole farm of animals saying things to you, Michael. That would be like yeah. the times I can't talk to you as your one friend. You could use your little animal friends to talk to you on your screen so that's a use case that you could do with it I'm, as well i'm so happy i now have more friends yes <laughs> you know what's funny about this so i've known about some of these we're going to go through for for years since you know it's some of the first things you kind of see people play with in the terminal when you're new but i never actually installed them and during this episode when i was writing this i installed everyone and was playing with it to make sure they still worked and all that and i had so much fun doing that so even if you know about these things, if you haven't played with them, Jill mentioning it kind of lifts your spirits. Like, yeah, it it was so much fun to play with these silly things in the terminal, and just make a cow or skeleton or something say <laughs> like "boo" or whatever you want. Some of these are silly, but they're also just fun to mess around with. And cow say, well, I don't really know exactly how useful it is. It is also fun, so you could do that in terms of like showing people. The, the what kind of fun you can have inside of the terminal. So that's cool. Maybe you could use it as server messages for your staff, which would lift their spirits, you know? Mm -hmm. Admins Absolutely. can be, Absolutely. you got a little cow telling a message yeah. of the day. I like it. The next one is interesting for what it was made for because you're going to say this is pointless, but maybe not. Steam locomotive. Do you like trains and pointless things? Michael yes. does. You both of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, Steam Locomotive is perfect for you, Michael. What this does is awesome. it sends a locomotive streaming across your terminal. Uh, the use case for this is actually quite interesting because the person wrote it not to be just pointless, but because they found themselves accidentally typing SL when they meant to type LS and wanted to fix that, correct that behavior. So every time they mistyped it, a locomotive came crashing across the screen. And... After this, even though I don't think I've ever made that mistake after installing this app, I made the mistake randomly well after I was done writing the show and a terminal and then this locomotive comes across my screen and it did make me laugh. So I feel like this is not pointless. No, yes. that, that's fantastic. I, I've yeah. I've never thought about mistyping LS. So I, maybe I have, I just didn't notice it. But uh, yeah, that I is remember. hilarious that uh, they, they decided <laughs> to create a animation just to be like hey you messed up but here's a here's a fun animation for you yeah <laughs> right and i've never actually that i remember made that mistake uh and did ls <laughs> or sl instead of ls see i did it there right <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you will now. Now that's in your will head. Now. Yep. But uh, I like steam locomotive. And in fact, all these fun uh, programs we're going to go through, I have had them all installed on the machine I was testing on. So <laughs> I just had to go back and revisit them and bring them back to life. Maybe that's the secret <laughs> to Jill's happiness. Have we ever thought about that? I know a lot of people comment they want to be as happy and joyful as Jill in their life. Maybe it's these apps you need to install. It's what's missing. Do you want <laughs> yeah. that? I did not have them installed prior to this episode, and I was a little bit more happy thanks to having them installed. So I think your theory has, you know, has some weight there, buddy. That's science. That's science Science, right there. Yeah. Speaking of science, Figlet. That Uh makes no sense, but we're going to go with it anyways. (laughs) I know. Sure. If If you're writing a bash script, a scientific bash script even... And want a nice welcome message or a fancy banner made of terminal-friendly characters, check out Figlet there. So I was thinking, you know, there are some applications that I'm writing in the terminal. You want a nice title bar in it, you could use Figlet for that in a bash script to create those little uh, art with other characters. I don't know. What do they call that? Is that just ASCII? Is it just ASCII where you make the banners out of... Yeah, We used to use that on the BBSs a lot, that style. The other app I think everyone should check out is Fortune. You know, one of my favorite things of going and sitting down and having a good Chinese meal is the fortune cookie at the end. I love that stale cookie. It is absolutely (laughs) terribly tasting, but for some reason, as soon as they put your check down with those cheap stale fortune cookies, everyone goes breaking them open and checking out what their fortune's going to be. But I'm going to give you a little life hack here. Instead of waiting for that fortune to know what your fortune is, the fortune cookie, you can install fortune. And what this is going to do is tell you, give you a readout of your fortune anytime you want. You don't have to go through the whole point of getting the food and then paying for the meal. It's free. It's in the terminal. It's very open source. You can get a fortune without having to get the food that gets the cookie. Yeah. But the the a lot of people I will see them open the fortune cookie and then set it aside and just get the fortune and that is actually disappoints me Ryan because I yeah. like fortune cookies they taste good me to me I enjoy I like them vanilla. it's a vanilla waste cookie. to not eat the fortune really? cookie yes they are yeah. fantastic you enjoy and fortune cookies when I'm eating a Chinese food and it, and the fortune cookie comes I'm excited because I'm going to eat the cookie before I look at the fortune. That is my process. That's that's actually wrong. That means your your fortune will not come true. The tradition is you're supposed to read your fortune and then you eat the cookie to make it come true. And that's to force people to eat the stale cookie that nobody likes. There's, there's about 40 different contradictory traditions related to the fortune cookie that I'm pretty sure whatever you want to do is okay. <laughs> but, you know, you could test and see which one works by using fortune in your terminal, which that's is a true. fun little way yeah. to like get it. your fortune there (laughs) all right so the next one running in the background you guys can see in fact it's been in the background many times when i'm doing the live show is c (laughs) matrix the matrix is an iconic geek film michael probably hasn't seen it therefore i've seen the first one and that is it i mean you know the first one is the best one for sure go out of the the last one was really good i don't care what anybody says fight me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's really, really good. I love the latest Matrix. Every time um, the term Matrix comes up, he always wants to talk. He always wants to defend the fourth one. Like it wasn't as bad as people say. It was yeah. good. I enjoyed it. Anyways, <laughs> you install C Matrix, uh, and it runs the whole command in the background that you know in the Matrix scene that they could read and figure out what all the characters were and things like that. It's it's a really cool thing to run as a wallpaper. 
and or just to have running in the background if you're doing anything. Makes it's you look like funny. an elite hacker. It's yeah. a classic. It's it's very <laughs> cool to have it, and I and I I noticed that you had it for I don't know uh, maybe a fifty episodes at least, and I just assumed you had a video of that stuff playing around. I didn't know you were actually running the command. Yeah. So Aww. when we started talking about it, I, I he said that he was using it all the time. I'm like, oh, that so that's actually how you're doing it. Okay, that's cool. It actually looks way better than some of the videos I tried to find when I was looking for some of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first saw Ryan on Destination Linux and he had that screensaver, uh, I knew it immediately. Oh, that's C-Matrix. <laughs> and you knew we were kindred spirits because Matrix, yes. right? Yes, yes absolutely. You can always make a friend. If, when we get to scale, <laughs> if you have nothing else to talk to us about, just bring up Matrix. And Michael loves to talk about how Star Trek Discovery is his favorite Star Trek. So those are <laughs> great conversation <laughs> openers. To clarify for anyone who is uh, not aware that Ryan likes to make up things, uh, he made that up. I do not like that show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Michael does like, though? Uh, look, I'm What's trying that? to do like an ad transition. Oniko. Aww. Oniko. Kitty cat. Is a go. fun command that will change your cursor into a mouse and creates a cat that chases your cursor. This is really fun with multiple monitors. So I installed this when I was doing the testing and figuring out which apps we were going to have in the show. And I didn't see it. Like I ran the command. I thought, oh, it must be broken. All of a sudden, I see the cat coming across my second monitor because I have three monitors here. So it mm -hmm. takes a minute for it to get all the way over and chase my mouse, which was on my first monitor. It is a really cute, awesome app there. That's so great. if you have not played with that one, and you like cats, that's Aww. a good one there. Yeah. You can also make change it to a dog as well. But I use I use the kitty cats, but there's a dog option, oh. and you can change the colors of the animals. Very cool. So that, <laughs> to me, is a fun one. I don't know there's a point to it. other. Oh, it could be for you, Michael, to make sure you're staying productive. You have to keep your mouse moving okay. and doing stuff and keep the cat from catching well, you. Well, you know? that's very interesting, and I think in terms of a productivity tip, that could be good for some people. However, when I'm doing design, I kind of need a pointer to have exact where I know where I am. So <laughs> I, changing it to a mouse would not be that effective for me. You know what oh, I didn't boy. I didn't sit to watch, Jill, is to see what happens when it catches your mouse. I actually just kept ch letting it chase my mouse, and I never let it get it. Does it do anything when it gets yeah, to your mouse? Yeah, um, if you look at it, the little cat's paw does this right on, oh, on the mouse. Oh, that's so yeah. cute. <laughs> I love it. So it doesn't eat yeah. the mouse, it just pets it. Yeah, it just pets it. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Yeah. It's, I don't it's know why I, I I don't know why a little bit of part of me was like kind of worried that the mouse would be in danger, even though it's pixel. <laughs> I don't know why. But I like it. I like that. I like your idea, though. I think they should make a violent version of it, where it just that wasn't ripped. my idea. Aww. That was the opposite. That was a great of my idea, idea, Michael. <laughs> I was saying the opposite. Someone go code that the violent version of Aniko. That would be dope. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, this is great. All right, the next <laughs> app. If you are one of those people who believes Big Brother is always watching, anyways, then you might as well install Xeyes. You can feel the comfort of Big Brother of watching you at that, that point. Is watching, yeah. yeah, like why guess, you know, when you <laughs> just know. So this little GUI, when you install it, follows your mouse cursor around once launched. Jill actually demonstrated this one time on one of your hardware uh, museum picks where you had yeah. XI's uh, installed yeah. on that little cute. Yeah, app. 
Yeah, that was the one laptop per child, <laughs> in fact. <Yes. laughs> that was a more sophisticated version than XIs, but very similar concept. But XIs actually has been around since the Unix days, since, gosh, the 80s. I wonder what that person was thinking when they coded that back <laughs> in the 80s, you know? Because it took yeah. a lot more to code something like that back then than today. It took a lot of effort. Like, they were like, I need eyes. I need googly eyes watching my screen. <laughs> yeah. This is a must. I mean, someone said in a like a, a forum thread about this kind of thing where you could have multiple monitors and you could like if you lose your mouse, you could find the eyes and see where it's pointing to. Like m maybe that's helpful, but you know, <laughs> there's other ways to find the mouse. But it, it's it, it's cool that there there's some that there's people making things like this to just kind of you know play around and have fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Michael, when we go to scale, we'll be real close to Hollywood, right? Yeah. Hollywood? That's true. We will. <laughs> and that's the next app. This utility will split your console into multiple panes of genuine technobabble, perfectly suitable for any Hollywood melodrama. It is particularly suitable on a number of computer consoles in the background of any excellent schlock techno thriller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for those who are curious, this is essentially an application created for the purpose of basically having someone record the tech, the screen of, of, a, of a computer to imply a hacker or just some kind of random techno stuff. And the purpose of the techno babble is that it is all worthless and does nothing. It's just random things on the screen that look complicated and look special. But in the background, you'll, you actually will see that this has been used in yeah. many, <laughs> many shows. It's pretty fun because there's also, there's like many TV shows that use it and even a couple movies have used it. It's it's kind of hilarious to see it when it's used like that. But it, it is something that if you want to show someone who's like over and like, oh, check out this awesome stuff I can do on my computer. You just type in Hollywood and that pops up. And This is a great way to like get out of getting caught not working with your boss to have this running on the computer in the background. You know, they'd be like, what are you doing? And then they look at your screen like, oh, continue. It looks really sophisticated what you're working on there. Oh, keep doing that. Wait yes. a minute. As you, as I told you, this to, when I stopped you and started talking to you, it's still going automatically. What does that mean? Like, oh, no, no, no. It's, as I set it up to script it. It's totally, totally yeah. fine. That new yeah. fancy script I'm running in the background. Sometimes it even brings up a C matrix and other ASCII utilities you have installed. <laughs> this app it's is awesome. hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Very cool. Also, our next one, the holidays are coming. What is more relaxing? I mean, they're coming, but they're pretty far. Like, they're coming. <laughs> you got to start preparing for these it, things. It's Christmas in July, don't you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like the They're coming. They're right around the corner. I mean, many, many corners, but they're right around. They, it is. I mean, we're, we're starting to enter and getting close to holiday season, I feel like, in a few months or so. Anyways, there's nothing better during the holidays than relaxing by fire. So why not have that fire inside your terminal where it's much more safe and you don't have to try to figure out how to stack wood and create airflow and all of that junk by using AA fire. And this will basically just set your terminal on fire and there's no pollution from it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to try to exit Vim, I feel like. Uh, it won't work, but at least it'll make you feel better maybe. Well, I actually like like to <laughs> to use uh, CACA fire for because that has all the pretty colors for your ASCII art fire. Like it, it has gradients of yellow, orange, and red with a blue glow. <laughs> it's a little more real looking than AA fire. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not a realistic <laughs> looking both fire. Awesome. <laughs> You're not going to be able to warm yourself next to it, Michael, in case you were wondering. Unless you have maybe an old AMD bulldozer processor or something. And in that case, you probably could warm yourself by your computer through that terminal running. <laughs> Just trying to give you some things that will work during the winter there. But if you're in Fedora, you need to install AALib and then run the command AA fire space dash driver space curses. If you just try to do the AA fire, it won't work. So we'll have that in the show notes. Mm. The holidays are right around the corner <laughs> five months from now. And you know how you're going to know when those holidays are coming? Mm -hmm. A calendar app. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's such awesome, a good Ryan. segue. I yeah. gave it to you. You that gave it good. right to me there. So if you just type Cal in your oh. terminal, this one I don't think is useless. This is actually pretty useful. Yeah. If you type Cal, you're going to get a visual calendar to pick date ranges and things that you need. Maybe if you're setting up rsync or other things, you want some date ranges to pick from or when to run things, you could just type Cal and get a nice visual calendar right there in your terminal. I use this all the time, honestly. Yeah, it's a very useful <laughs> yeah. one. This one's not pointless at all. Not yeah. at all. The next one is edex. edex.ui is a full screen cross-platform terminal emulator and system monitor that looks and feels like a sci-fi computer interface. So again, I feel like a lot of these are there to trick your boss maybe into making them you look more productive than you are. Anybody use edex tech yes. UI? Yeah. yeah, this one is usable. <laughs> so uh, the Dex UI is actually from rebooted uh, Tron movie. Nice. So I actually often use this for my terminal terminal em emulator just because it's so cool. And as a CLI directory viewer, it's very helpful for that. It also has a great real-time system monitoring of your CPU and RAM and swap and processes and even your network. And I have often run this app on my computers when someone comes in my computer room for the first time because, well, they see I'm elite hacksaw. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> nice. So it's nice. a great app to have on in the background because this one actually, unlike, unlike Hollywood, this one actually works. <laughs> it has a purpose. It has yes. it basically everything that it does. It, you can, it, there's some, there are some silly nonsense things in there. There's like a, yeah. a, a spinning world, a globe yes. icon. Like that doesn't do anything. That's refined. But yeah. there are like, there's a on-screen keyboard that works. There's a file manager that's also a, a, not just a text file manager, but also an icon-based file mm -hmm. manager. There's the ability to, you know, open up like little windows that interact with different elements. It's a really cool application. The fact that it looks like it's nonsense and it's just, you know, for the, the fun of it, but it also works is just fantastic. So yeah. it, it's it's also it's something that I think anybody would want to play with because it is a functional tool. I love that it has full touch support as well, so you can Absolutely. drag things around and things. Just very yeah. very cool looking. Yeah, Absolutely, make you look like elite hacks are there, Jill. <laughs> and and it does have really nice interface sounds that just kind of randomly play <laughs> as you're running it. It's really cool. People think you're doing something really important over there. Yeah. And you're really just running locomotive, you know? Yeah. But, all right. The next app that really is a very, very important app for accessibility is eSpeak. So we have to provide something that's actually useful in this discussion. And eSpeak is definitely that. It's a multilingual software speech synthesizer. It can speak out text using stored sound files and patterns for your terminal. 
I know Jill, you've mentioned this being an important tool. Yeah. You could read it basically reads text out to you like an audio book out there that whatever's on your screen. It's just very, very neat. Yeah, it's really, really powerful. You you can read, you know, text files or your configuration files. Um, I use it all the time, especially when my, my good eye gets tired. <laughs> right. So um, that really comes in handy. And it's so powerful. Actually, there's a, a little trick that I do. It's, it's something fun that you can do to add to all the, the, the fun apps we've talked about. You can actually pipe eSpeak to let's say C matrix, it'll actually speak uh, <laughs> the letters, the ASCII art as they fall. It's really quite wow. amazing. It's, it's something, it's it's one of my little fun hacks. I can't See, that's something that's I need crazy. to help put me to sleep too. I put <laughs> yeah. my headphones in, it speaks the matrix code to me while I sleep. Yeah. That just sounds wonderful. And you know what was really <laughs> cool is I had a friend that was that um, had came over that was completely blind. And I played that for him and he goes, and he actually said, oh, that's what the Matrix sounds like. That's fascinating. I mean, seriously, I it was awesome. really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that's such cool. an iconic image in things, but anybody else wouldn't have been able to determine that if they couldn't see it, but that allowed them to interpret yeah. what it was. That's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't work with AA Fire. I have tried that because it's just too quick. It has to be something that's a little slower. But if you slow down AA Fire, it, it'll probably work. <laughs> oh, cool. What a yeah. neat use case. So you can pipe it to a lot of the programs that we're, we're talking about today. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, all these things, we gave <laughs> you some very useful ones and some not so useful ones, but definitely fun. But we also have games in the terminal that you can play. You've got InSnake, which is the classic snake clone that everybody should be familiar with, hopefully at this point. And then <laughs> yeah. we have the Tetris clone, which is Bastet which Tetris took the world by storm and like when I was growing up and then it's kind of died down. Like I've never, I haven't seen people play Tetris in a long time, yeah. but if you get that, that want back to go play Tetris, you can play it right from your terminal, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. There's also some ways to do uh, Tetris in a multiplayer style. And that's fun. Combat Tetris, that is pretty fun. Surprisingly, it's, it's a lot more popular when you go into the multiplayer aspects of Tetris where you basically can... Uh, Sabotage? Yeah, you complete different lines, and you send those lines to your opponent as you complete them. Oh, that's pretty evil. I like it. That actually sounds pretty fun. Mm -hmm. And then there's Pac-Man for console, which yeah, would be the classic, classic Pac-Man game you could play right there. And then nice. NetHack as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jill, how many of these do you play on a regular basis? Oh, gosh. Well, on honestly, um, N-Snake is one I play a lot, and Pac-Man. And uh, I dive into NetHack every once in a while too. So I've actually played them recently. <laughs> and Michael was playing with some of them, I think, before the stream started. One of them, I heard the audio going in the background, or was that for our game pick? I don't remember. Well, uh, the, the game pick also had audio, but I was playing with some stuff. Uh, the, the thing you heard was definitely the game pick that we're going to be coming oh, okay. to. Oh, okay. All right. I was oh, just okay. curious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought you were playing with some of these. All right. And then BB, Jill, you want to tell us yeah. about BB? Okay, so BB is amazing. It's a, a beautiful portable ASCII art demo for the made specifically for the AA Live that was done by the AA Group in in March of 1997. Wow, I can't believe it's that old. Well, the artists who created this demo were on my brother's Leet BBS uh, back in the day, so I got to talk wow. to them about this, and uh, it was really nice. Uh, they were 
um, I got to see some of the pre preliminary animations, you know, before it was released, and that was really cool. And I actually have BB honestly installed on all my computers, where I not only enjoy the awesome ASCII art animation, but the music as well. The music is really cool because you can play it in playlist mode in the background for your listening pleasure while you're doing other things on your computer. And it's just, it's really awesome and fun music. And I actually use the music to test out new speakers and the visual playback on my older 46 computers and the like. So I use them oh, cool. for my, uh, yeah, vintage computer hardware museum. That's pretty awesome. Is it kind of like uh, like MIDI sounds, MIDI music? Like yes. Like or something? Uh, uh, mod mod file music, nice. classic mod. And in fact, what's really cool is this demo was the first thing I listened to on my unique Intergraph keyboard with speakers that I showed off on my treasure hunt on episode number 233 of Destination Linux. So <laughs> a awesome. lot of the hardware I show off on treasure hunt, that's, <laughs> that's, I play that first on the hardware. It's just classic and the animations are wonderful. And it's, it's a joy to watch. I also think it's kind of funny how all these different uh, commands or tools back in the day had like the laziest names. So there's A, A, B, B, C, C, yeah. and D, D. Like all of them. Like, we don't need to name it anything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. You don't want to type out this long thing when you want to run your program. You know, just yeah, D, D. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this was named because A, A for um, ASCII art. So they just decided, well, let's just call it BB. It's the ASCII art demo. <laughs> Can't wait till CC releases. That's, yes. when, that's when we know we've hit the new wave of technology. <laughs> and, it, and this is awesome because it's in your distro, everyone's distro repository. And there's a port to DOS as well. And I used to play it under DOS too back in the day. Right. <laughs> and it'll run on multi-monitors, which is really cool, in 4K resolution now. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. That app yeah. has better support than most distros. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yes. <laughs> well, there's one more app. We've gone through the whole gauntlet of them. There's one more app you can run in your terminal, and that's Bitwarden. Because this episode of Destination Linux is brought to you by Bitwarden. And yes, you nice. can run it in your terminal. I'm not yep. joking. Get started right now with your free account at bitwarden.com slash tux. A password manager software allows you peace of mind knowing that your online accounts are secure. Bitwarden provides you the tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords and your usernames as well. It can even automatically fill those in for you. You can access your data across many types of devices like your web browser using their mobile apps, desktop application, and yes, the command line. Bitwarden seals and encrypts private data with end-to-end -end encryption before it ever leaves your device, so you know you're the only person with access to your data. Go to bitwarden.com slash tux, that's T-U-X, to get started. And I mentioned it's free. You can get started for free. Well, if you come to scale, it'll be free and comes with Jill's autograph. So to me, that's <laughs> like worth it right there. Uh, you want to check out their premium account as well for $10 a year. Gigabyte of encrypted file storage, two-step login with YubiKey, U2F Duo, Vault Health Reports, Bitwarden Authenticator, Priority Customer Support, and so much more for just $10 per year. Go to bitwarden.com slash tux, that's T-U-X, to get started. Thanks again for Bitwarden for sponsoring this episode of Destination Linux. In the news this week, we have some stuff to talk about with Linux Mint. 
There is a new beta release of Linux Mint 21, which is a big new version update from the LTS of the previous 20 to the new LTS on 2020, uh, 22.04. That is going to be coming pretty soon. We don't know exactly. They haven't given a, a estimate of when it's going to be released, but usually when they release a beta, it's in, a, it's in a few weeks or so from that. So some of the stuff they're doing is they are replacing some elements with others, such as changing Blueberry to Blue Man. And this is going to be a change to improve the overall Bluetooth support in Linux Mint. There's also a big update that I'm super uh, happy about, and that is the upgrade tool that they're creating. So there's one issue that Mint has had for a little while is that in between different releases, if it was a point release like 22 or 20.1 to 20.2, it would work just fine with the updates. But in between the say 19 to 20, it wouldn't work as well in the upgrade process. And they have now created a tool to make that much easier process or an experience to do That's nice. for the 20.3 up to 21, which I'm super happy about that because that is a critical issue that is has been around for a while. And I'm so happy to see them address that because some people wouldn't really know what the difference is between the different point releases versus the main releases. And this makes it where they don't have to worry about that. So that's awesome. Mm. My favorite part of this release with Mint is the auto-generating thumbnails for App Image, EPUB, MP3, RAW, most formats. They're working there because nothing is dumber than starting a distro and then you move your files over and you have no thumbnails. It's just like names yeah. with random pictures all over. Nothing makes like if you're trying to convince somebody to go to Linux makes it look more silly than the fact that you can't even have a proper thumbnail working out of the box. So what they're doing is they created a new XAP project called XAP Thumbnailers to try to fix this so that anytime you move those files over, you actually have the preview thumbnails of those available. To me, that's very cool because it's a very frustrating and stupid problem to be having uh, yeah. when you don't have previews of thumbnails. Yeah, absolutely. And I also love, and this is something simple, but it actually affected me a lot, is that the, the Sticky Notes app gets some much-needed improvements with the randomness of colors and the ability to duplicate notes. But there's something else very important to me. It now supports multiple text sizes. And yeah. I, I couldn't use it when I had Linux Mint. I have it installed on several machines, and I couldn't, couldn't use the, the Sticky Notes because the text was too small to read. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't actually get the point of a sticky note on my desktop. Uh, I get a sticky note, like a physical sticky note, but the one on yeah. my desktop. I don't look at my desktop enough to need a sticky note. Oh, but okay, I, I that's have, a lie. That's I actually such like a sticky lie. notes. <laughs> you, spend, you probably spend thirteen hours a day looking at your desktop. That would yeah, be very un it. unproductive. How dare you? I'm only looking at it for 17 hours. Wait, that's the more. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I would think it would be more more critical if you see the point of physical sticky notes to have them in your virtual. Well, space. I don't have physical sticky notes. I just see that they make sense to have them because you can always. I use them to organize sure. my work. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. I, I love you need I'm to go in. Sticky, sticky notes, notes are amazing. Are bad. I'm saying sticky notes. Uh, I feel app judged on a desktop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know? okay. I don't get it. People who do, great. But I don't if you if you have a comment that's a genuine comment, not like Ryan's in the chat or in the uh, YouTube comments or whatever or the forums, please let me know what the reason for these are. <laughs> Sticky but, note hater. 
<laughs> sticky notes. You know, it's so funny. Speaking of sticky notes, my my hubby, I always install a sticky note app on his phone on Android, and he loves it when I showed him that. He's like, oh, now I can see my phone number real easy because I made one on his phone. Just for his phone, phone number? number? Yeah, with, just smart. with his phone number. And he loved that. And now he's been using it on the desktop. So, Michael, we need to put that app on your phone before we travel. So if you get lost, people find you. You could just show them <laughs> my name and number, who to call, so that yeah. I can come get you. I mean, if we want to go that far, I could just get a, like a dog collar and put a tag on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RFID? Yeah, Reader. exactly. Maybe not that, not that far. <laughs> Yeah, right. so I, I think the sticky notes thing is cool. And Michael, I think you need to... Uh, there was this engineer I worked with one time. They were brilliant, and they were working on this extraordinarily complex architecture for telecom. And what cracked me up is their organization for it was sticky notes all over the place. Like They had this yeah. whole sticky note system where they had different colors that represented different portions of the architecture and everything. But that was their way of first laying it out in their mind before they built it out into... Uh, the software and all the other stuff that they utilized and always at that point was like, well, if they can use sticky notes, then I certainly can. So quit hating on <laughs> sticky notes, Michael. I'm not hating on sticky anyway. Uh, great comment in the chat. Robot Glock says, where do you store your passwords if you don't have physical sticky notes to write them on and stick them exactly. on your monitor? And that's a great point, but I do have an yes. answer and that's Bitwarden. So check yes. that out. Bitwarden.com slash tux. <laughs> do not put your passwords on sticky notes, please. God. <laughs> But there is another thing that has changed in the latest Linux Mint, and that's with a change to Cinnamon 5.4, and they are rebasing the window manager. So for those who don't know, Muffin is based on the Mutter window manager from Gnome because Cinnamon is a fork of the Gnome shell and Gnome project. Well, not the entire project, but you know what I'm saying. And they have updated the Mutter support from to 3.36. The previous version of Mutter that Muffin was using was 3.2, so this is a massive difference, and a lot of people who have maybe experienced some issues with Window Manager freezing or certain things not loading should maybe give it a chance on the next version of Linux Mint. They could try out the beta or wait till the, the stable version releases and you know try out and see if there's any changes to their experience from things that didn't work in the past but might now because of that update to Mutter. You know what I also love they did is they have a icon now that tells you when something's running in your taskbar. So if you That's have cool. any automation that you have set up that maybe you forgot about, maybe it's like an R-Sync backup or something else, and you have a slower computer that's going to be impacted by that, I'm guessing maybe they were getting bug reports of slowdowns or troubleshooting with people with slowdowns and they forget that they set up background processes and their computer's slowing down when those are kicking off. But now you don't have to worry about that. You got a little icon there that will tell you that an automated process is kicking off in the background and last, about you're talking about Muffin, Michael. I just want to say that I think muffins are just ugly cupcakes. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> ugly cupcakes. Muffins are delicious. How dare you? Oh, <laughs> well, they do have just as much sugar in them. So you're right on that. They yeah. are. They're not healthy. A lot of people that treat them as if they are, they are definitely not. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you had a muffin and a cupcake in front of you, you're going to pick the cupcake over the stupid muffin because the yeah. cupcake is icing on the and deliciousness. What if you have like a boring, bland cupcake, but you have like a caramel macchiato muffin? I mean, come on. There's so many options. Still going like, for the cupcake at principle. I'm going for uh, the muffin in that case. Yeah. I've had mu some muffins that have frosting on the top or, or some kind of That's a cupcake. They're cheating. They're just <laughs> yeah. trying. They're infiltrating so the cupcake, cupcake world. They're is spies. defined by the icing is what you're saying. Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> 
100% because a cupcake without icing is just a muffin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so anyways, my Good point, point. to all of that, you guys might be like, what does this have to do with Linux? Well, listen, I don't want a cinnamon a muffin, question. right? I want a, a cinnamon cupcake. And so they yeah. need to change the name from muffin to cupcake. That's all I'm saying. That's my that's my advice to the Mint team. That's yeah. where you're going with it. Okay, yes. great, great, good. <laughs> it's very important stuff. Yeah, very important. I, I'm so glad, glad we got that out there and for the, the world to know that we need to change it because Ryan wants cupcakes. <laughs> so, listen, the Mint team, I want to congratulate you all. Honestly, uh, the improvements you've been making, a lot of things we've covered in the past of like, we don't recommend Mint sometimes because of some of the stuff that's been there, but a lot of these changes, very welcome. Yeah, these are addressing many of those complaints, so I'm really happy to see a lot of these changes for the next version of Mint. Yeah, awesome job. So, OG gamers, remember the endless fun of games like GoldenEye 007, Twisted Metal, and Mario Kart, woohoo, where you can enjoy split-screen local multiplayer fun from the comfort of your couch. Do you remember that? Well, Man, today, yeah. <laughs> today's game is called Couch Combat, and it brings back that split-screen local multiplayer fun and party. <laughs> yes. Twisted Metal, before we go on, anybody else like have big nostalgia when that name came in? Like Twisted yeah. Metal was my jam back in the day. Yes. <laughs> I was such a huge fan of, of Twisted Metal. It's one of my favorite games. I actually named one of my dogs after one of the characters in Twisted Metal. Oh. Like, like I, I, I love that game, and it was it was fun. But for those who don't know, I've, if you ever played Twisted Metal 2, there was a character named Axel. And those games back then didn't have a lot of audio, like, you know, story or anything, because they didn't have the space for it. But one did, like, the Axel character did have... A, a thing it, he would say and it was only when he did a special move and he would only ever say Axel Power. <laughs> and so I named my dog Axel for that reason. So every time I would call for him, I would say Axel Power every single time. And it amused, amused me, but my roommate wasn't a super fan of that part. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's cool. And I, when you started the story, you're like, I named my dog, and I thought you meant you named your dog Twisted Metal until you kept going into the story, which made this humorous thought in my mind of you going down the street looking for your dog screaming, Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal. <laughs> but in any case, uh, Goldeneye as well. You remember mm -hmm. sabotaging oh, yeah. your friends with the mines? You remember yeah, the trip like mines that. everywhere? Oh, yeah. yeah. Goldeneye, Goldeneye was, was a classic for sure. So good. So yeah. good. Yeah. So with, with Couch Combat, you can play with up to four players locally in short, fast-paced rounds. And it actually also supports Steam Remote Play together, so you can play nice. online with your friends. That's cool. And it has some really fun, unique modifiers like low gravity and double jumping that actually really help increase the chaos of rounds. And then you fa face off in the final round with one final ridiculous round. <laughs> And the graphics look like they're kind of all over the place. They look a little bit, one map look, looks kind of like a little bit like a happy colored doom. <laughs> and, yeah. and, then, and then there's another one that looks very cyberpunk and, and Tron-like. <laughs> 
in random houses and forests and stuff. It just looks like yeah. a fun game where it does. the whole fun point is game. just to get those quick kind of uh, kills with your friends and keep jumping back in and having a good time. When I first yeah. saw it, it made me think that the, you know, the character models of this game, it made me think that Ryan was participating in the graphic design of this game. Oh. <laughs> he actually oh, said Ryan. that. He actually said that to me. <laughs> And I was shocked. First, it's the sticky note hate. Then it's this. You know, Where, <laughs> when mean, does it's, it it's, end? It, I, I, what I'm saying is, is that it's it's got a really fun style of a, of an approach to oh, the I'm really fun. Of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say that, but my style my my style's fun. <laughs> so uh, the, it it features um, your first person shooter staples like the pistol or AK-47, but it also has a weapon called the Boomer, which is a 2D pixelated shotgun and and, and that fit, fits the look of the game too oh i thought you shot really awesome. baby boomers out the gun or something okay <laughs> no so. no 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 okay no. <laughs> i thought it was like instead of going like kapow it would say okay boomer <laughs> okay boomer <laughs> and it's only uh nine dollars and 99 cents on steam and i actually download the the demo but it doesn't support single player mode so i have to wait to play it with michael and ryan <laughs> That's not a bad thing. That that would yeah, be good, be and hopefully, I can shoot them, Michael and Ryan, in, into tiny ASCII art character bits, playable in terminal where they belong. Wow! You're gonna, you're gonna blow us away into the terminal in little ASCII bits. Can you believe for those, that? For those who remember, uh, Jill is savage. So yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is evidence of that. She's gonna savage extreme. Blow us into little ASCII characters and then set us AA fire yes. at the same time. Oh, my good. Yeah. Very good. Nice. I, I'm not even doing these dad jokes. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this so much. Oh, my God. That was uh, hilarious, Ryan. Oh, love it. Well, we definitely might need to get a couple sessions because all of us are bringing our Steam decks in of Couch Combat at scale uh, so if you want to check out the Steam yes. Deck, by the way, we'll all have ours. So you want to come to our booth, which we will talk about. You can check out Ryan's and uh, he'll be happy to let go of his for sure. <laughs> Michael's like, you can't touch mine. I waited too long for it. <laughs> well, everybody come on to like, I'll just, I'll just start playing a song like, can't touch this. No, 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 no. My Steam Deck. My Steam Deck. Can't touch us. Wow, we are throwing back. Uh, and mine's pink. See, no one will have a pink one, so that's how I know I'll, I'll be able to tell mine apart well, from your guys's. Well, now I'm going to just mess with Jill and get a pink case to put on my uh, yeah. But it, it's too late to get this one because this one came from AliExpress. Uh. <laughs> she got Next you on time. that one, Michael. Next time. <laughs> All right, so in our software spotlight this week, we have Linwood Butterfly. So Butterfly is a note app where your ideas come first. You can paint and do text and export them easily on every device. You can even use this not only as an app, but right through the browser as well. And it works on Android, Windows, Linux, everywhere pretty much as a note-taking app. That's pretty important because you never know when you're gonna need to take that note. So I love that it's available everywhere. The other cool thing is that this is an endless page of notes. So Jill, I was thinking about you as a professor and people trying to take notes. And a lot of times when you have a professor in a room, the professor's doing a drawing and then they start mm -hmm. talking about the drawing and you see the students in there trying to get the drawing down on paper and then go switch instantly to something else to start taking some notes. But here, since it's just a continuous page that can go on forever and ever and ever, you could capture that whole class moments, the pictures in the text 
and anything else you need right there in this app. So it actually looks like a really useful app for students. Oh, absolutely. In fact, Ryan, I was really impressed by Linwood uh, a Butterfly. It's honestly fantastic. And yeah, um, I installed the Deb and app image, and I actually had a lot of fun playing in the web app, which works really well yeah. also. And absolutely, I love that it has an expanding and continuous can canvas, which is great for my students also to not just take notes, but to create their storyboards on. I've actually been looking for an app like oh, this wow. that has the yeah. continuous uh, Very uh, cool. flow canvas. And it, storyboarding is perfect, absolutely perfect for this. Because then they can write, you know, after they do their, their drawings from each camera view, they can actually write the details on camera angle they want to use or what dialogue they might say. And a description, I always have my students write a description of each, of what each scene is what what the the point of each scene is going to be the transition nice. to their next scene so it's perfect for writing the text on the storyboard and it even has highlighter color palette which you can use to highlight text or just have a transparent color that you can draw with and i also love that it has svg export as well yes oh nice yeah, yeah. it's was real i was really impressed by it and this is a must-have for my students. I'm going to be recommending it from now on. <laughs> I found something good, Michael. Yes. I found something to impress Jill. Yes. Finally. That's a, something win. That's a win. That's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to playing with this because this does sound uh, even more interesting now that you talked about the exporting to SVG. Mm -hmm. That is very cool. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, that's a vector graphic format. And it is incredibly useful in a lot of stuff, especially for me as a designer. Absolutely. So I'm going to be playing with this for sure. It can resize all the things and not lose quality. <laughs> yes, yep, exactly. <laughs> so the tip of the week this week is about using Fedora. And this is about, you know, there's a lot of people talking about migrating over to Fedora. So we wanted to cover something that we feel that is, is very interesting, but also it's necessary because with Fedora, there's a lot of great, uh, wonderful things about it. I mean, it is to a degree, very beginner-friendly, but in some ways, it's also not. So we wanted to help you make it as beginner-friendly and as fast as possible. So there's a few things that you're going to find in the show notes that show you exactly what to do. But the first thing is to enable the RPM Fusion repository. This will give you access to all sorts of stuff like Steam, like the NVIDIA drivers. Uh, there's so many great tools inside of RPM Fusion that will make it easier, and including OBS. And there's also going to be another tip that we suggest in setting up the repository for FlatHub. Now, you Why can, is that not done by default? Why don't they just connect FlatHub by the, default? There actually is work to make it where 30, uh, Fedora 37 will probably have all of FlatHub set up. It the just reason, blows my mind. I'm like, why is why do I have to go type this command in to, for Flatpak? And Fedora? Well, the what? reason is because there was uh, some, some gray area that they weren't sure about, legally speaking, with, with uh, proprietary applications inside of FlatHub. And now that doesn't seem to be an issue anymore. So Fedora 37 is a possibility that it will be included by be default, cool. which I, I'm super excited if that happens. Uh, there's also some other commands you can do in terms of setting up uh, codecs for videos and audio, like being able to, you just install VLC and that will get you a lot of different codecs. There are mm -hmm. some other ones. We'll, we'll have a list of all of the things that you need to do in the show notes, but it's not a lot of stuff to do. It's basically running three or four commands and then you're good to go. And pretty much beginner-friendly is solved. Uh, just out of the box, Fedora has a little bit of some nuance that you need to uh, address. 
but it is a fantastic distribution and this will help you out and set it up much quicker, much, now, much, much quicker. Neil mentions that it's not happening for Fedora 37, but may happen in Fedora 38 for the flat hub being there by default. And I just want to say lawyers ruin everything. Uh, so hopefully <laughs> this gets fixed because this is something that's like a no brainer in my mind, but yes, it will be very useful to have that. But until then, you could do the enable the RPM fusions, the flat hub repository and get your codecs in there so you can play all your media files and stuff. But once you do that stuff, Fedora is like perfect and ready to go and never fails. Like it's such a good distro. Well, there is one slight tweak that I would suggest people do. And that is if you're using the GNOME edition, like the workstation, you I would suggest setting up the ability to install extensions because by default, I don't think GNOME yeah, offers that true. as an option yeah. uh, on any distribution. So if you are a GNOME user, then that's what you need to do is, as well. But if you're a KDE Plasma user, then you're good to go with just the ones we already mentioned. Nice. Well, Der Hans has hooked us up this week with all the conferences you should be getting prepped for. And of course, the big one is scale. Scale has never seen the likes of all three of us walking down those halls, and they're going to see it this year. It's going to be huge. July 28th through the 31st in Los Angeles, California. Come visit our booth. Booth number 901. Put that on a sticky note. 901 yes. so you don't forget. <laughs> sticky note. Oh, You're my goodness. I'm going to regret awesome that swag. for so long. <laughs> awesome prizes. Even we've, we've got so much stuff to give away, so you want to get there quick before it's all gone. But we've got some really amazing stuff Michael did the art for and things on. And it's really, once it's gone, we're not recreating it. So what you get here at scale, this will be a unique experience to pick up some yeah. swag. Nobody else will have a chance to get there. And you can also register to get 50% off of your admission by just using the promo code TUX. And Jill hooked all of you up with that mm -hmm. and scale together to get you that discount code. So use the code TUX, get 50% off your scale admission, which is a huge percentage off. That's awesome. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. to come attend there. And <laughs> Then we have Nest with Fedora, which we are also media partners on, and that's happening August 4th through the 6th. <laughs> right so that's after. That's <laughs> another one right after that's going to be yeah. virtual that you don't want to miss as well. So make sure that you have both of those on your sticky notes. Michael, I don't know where you'll put them since you hate sticky notes, but the rest of us will just put it on a nice, convenient sticky note to remember. Where there's a will, <laughs> there's a way, so I'll find a way. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm very excited. So we're going to next week, we will not have a Destination Linux episode, so we will not be here. But in place, we're going to be recording videos and things and uploading to the channel. So you will make sure you're subscribed to all the channels so you can get all of the content that will be there. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll try to do as much as we can for video and things so you guys can experience some of scale. And of course, we hope to meet all of you there in person. Uh, which is just going to be amazing. But if you do want Jill's autograph, then you you need to make sure you get me and Michael's autograph first. Yes. You're not allowed to get Jill's until you get our autograph. Yes, you have to go through the gauntlet of autographs yes. before you get to Jill's. <laughs> I just want to make sure you all understand the rules. You got you have to have proof you have Bitwarden on your phone, mm -hmm. and yep. then you have to have proof that you have me and Michael's autograph, and you can't. You can't trick us and just get our autograph on napkins you throw away and put hers on like the pamphlet and stuff. It has to be on the same thing. Okay. We need to get a rule sheet, Michael. Maybe we could create a rule sheet for people 
of what they. <laughs> well, okay. Do. Actually, actually, there maybe there's this. Uh, we'll give them a little bit of uh, a leeway. We can say that that they have to do all of these things or bring Ryan a cupcake. <laughs> oh, yes. there we go. Yes. If you bring not me a, a muffin, cupcake, but a cupcake. No, not an ugly muffin. Muffins are ugly. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh my goodness! But I'm looking forward to seeing everybody at scale. This is going to be yeah, a absolutely. fantastic experience. I I can't wait. And uh, there's also uh, the the Nest with Fedora. That's going to be super fun too, since we're media partners. So be sure to yeah. put that on your calendar as well. Mm-hmm. If you can't make it to scale, you can definitely make it to Nest with Fedora because it's a virtual conference. I'm going to be there for sure on Nest with Fedora. So I look forward to seeing you there as well. So if you can, if you want to, you know, hang out with us, there's two options right there. Yep, and, and Nico <laughs> said he's going to get Ryan and Michael's autograph and pencil, and then get Jill's and pen. <laughs> <laughs> Now we oh. got to add another oh, one. Both, all of our autographs have to be in a pen. Oh. No, not pen. Yeah. Permanent marker. Sharpie. <laughs> specifically. Oh. I, I, I just want to say something. I am so excited for, you know, getting to finally meet Michael and Ryan in IRL. This is very special for me. You know, I, I actually cried, you know, thinking about it a few months ago that you'd oh. be coming to scale because wow. you've been, you've become my family and it's just, we're we're family here at Destination Linux. And we love you, Jill. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to hug you. I cannot wait to Same hang out here. with you. We're gonna have so much fun. It's gonna be a blast. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Michael, I kind of I'll try to give you like a bro hug. Maybe this is like fist bumps. Like, okay. Fine. Yeah. Fist bump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a big thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux. However you do it, we love your faces. We're here every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern live, except for next Sunday we won't be here, but we'll have scale stuff coming up periodically. So go to tuxdigital.com slash live. The best part is everyone is invited to watch the recording of Destination Linux every week that we're here, which is most every week except for scale big event weeks like next week. So can't (laughs) wait to see you in the chat. And also, if you want to hang out with us, you can do so by joining us at Scale, or you can do it by attending Nest with Fedora, or becoming a patron and joining us in the patron-only post-show in our 60,000-square-foot virtual stadium. And you can do that by going to tuxdigital.com slash contribute, and you can click on whichever platform you want to use to become a patron of Destination Linux. And in addition to hanging out with us in the patron-only post-show, you get access to unedited versions of the show, as well when you ch- when you sign up. So there's so many great perks. There's actually way more perks than we can mention right now that we have time for. <laughs> so go check it out, tuxdigital.com slash contribute. Also go to tuxdigital.com slash store to get some awesome swag. We have the 33% more Jill shirt. We have a Linux 91 shirt. We have so much great stuff. Sinister Wendy. Sinister yeah. Wendy, absolutely. I, c- I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah. Sinister <laughs> Wendy, such a great, uh, a great collection. So check it out. There's t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, coasters, stickers, all great, all kinds of great stuff. Go to tuxdigital.com slash store. Oh, and I wanted to show you something new. I'm going to put the text digital business cards in here. This is nice. my, a, a little uh, 33% more Jill coin purse. It finally came. I'd been waiting for over a month for it. We had, oh, we wow. had coin purses? I didn't even know we had coin yeah. purses. Yeah, and there's three different sizes. So I got the little one for nice. cards, nice. <laughs> for sca- specifically for scale. <laughs> so Very cool. Yay. And uh, everyone, make sure to... 
check out all our amazing shows here on Text Digital. We have the Pseudo Show, the DOS Geek Channel, This Week in Linux, Linux Out Loud, Hardware Addicts, GameSphere, and our virtual Linux user group every Saturday, Linux Saloon. So everyone head to textdigital.com and subscribe to all these awesome shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching in the full Monty of Linux and open source awesome sauce extreme. Extreme Hexer Elite. <laughs> and by rating, we of course mean five stars. Yeah. Five, five. That's what five stars or thumbs up. Yeah, leave that rating. Yes. <laughs> to get Jill's autograph, you have to prove you've rated five stars. Have and a Bitport nap. Account and get our autographs. In. Use a permanent marker <laughs> with no disappearing <laughs> ink. It has to be it has to be a Sharpie specifically. <laughs> yes. For some reason. Anyway, everybody have a great week and remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. We're going to be on a journey to California. We are on a journey to California. Well, not yet, but we will be. Yes. It's going to be a fantastic experience once we're there. Yes. But the flight for hours is going to. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, at least we have a Steam Deck. We have a Steam Deck. All of us have a Steam Deck, too. So you can't can't whine, Michael, about it. I'm still going to whine because the planes are really small for me. So you're going to be in coach cramped up with a Steam Deck, all like. This, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's yeah. what's gonna happen.